you ever done something very, very brave? How did it make you feel? Did you want to go off and tell your friends and family what you'd done? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. Today's story is about a poor little tailor who does something that he believes is very brave and so sets off into the world to tell everyone about it. Let's take a journey with The Brave Little Tailor, shortened and adapted by me from the original Grimm's fairy tale. One summer morning, a little tailor was sitting on his table by the window. He was in good spirits and sewed with all his might. Then along came a peasant woman down in the street crying, Good jams! Cheap jams! Good jams! This rang pleasantly in the tailor's ears. He stretched his delicate head out of the window and called, Come up here, dear woman, and sell your goods to me. The woman came up the three steps to the tailor with her heavy basket. He made her unpack all of the pots for him, and he inspected each and every one, lifting them up and sniffing them at great length, until finally he declared, The jam seems to me to be good, so weigh me out four ounces, dear woman. The woman, who had hoped to find a good sale, gave him what he desired, but went away quite angry and grumbling. Now, this jam shall be blessed by God, cried the little tailor. May it give me health and strength. Then he brought some bread out of the cupboard, cut himself a piece right across the loaf, and spread the jam over it. Mmm, this will be delicious, said he. But first I must just finish this jacket before I take a bite. He laid the bread near him, sewed on, and in his joy made bigger and bigger stitches. In the meantime, the smell of the sweet jam rose to where the flies were sitting in great numbers, and they were so attracted to the scent that they descended on it in a huge swarm. Ha! Who invited you? said the little tailor, and he drove the unbidden guests away. The flies, of course, did not understand his words, and so they would not be turned away. Instead, they returned in a bigger swarm than before. The little tailor now lost all patience and drew a piece of cloth from the hole under his work table and saying, Wait and I will give it to you. Then he swiped the cloth at them with great force. When he drew it away, and counted, there lay before him no fewer than seven dead flies, and with legs stretched out. Well, look at that, what a brave fellow I am, said the tailor. Why, the whole town should know about this. And the little tailor began to cut out a belt for himself, which he stitched and embroidered on it in large letters. Seven at one stroke. mind the tongue, he continued. The whole world should hear about this. And his heart wagged with joy like a lamb's tail. The tailor put on the belt and resolved to go forth into the world because he thought his workshop was too small for his bravery. Before he went away, he looked around the house to see if there was anything he could take with him. All he found was an old cheese 
which he shoved in his pocket. As he stepped outside the door, he noticed a bird which had caught itself in the thicket, and so he shoved that into his pocket as well, alongside the cheese. Then off he went down the road, feeling bold and brave, light and nimble and full of energy. The road led him up a mountain, and when he had reached the highest point of it, he saw a powerful giant sitting there, looking peacefully about him. The little tailor marched right up to the giant and said, Good day, comrade. So you're just sitting there overlooking the widespread world, and I am just travelling on my way yonder wanting to try my luck. Why don't you join me? The giant looked contemptuously at the tailor and scoffed. You ragamuffin, you miserable creature. Oh, indeed, answered the little tailor and unbuttoned his coat to show the giant the belt. There may you read what kind of man I am. The giant read seven at one stroke, thinking this meant that the tailor had killed seven men and not flies. Now he began to feel a little respect for the tiny fellow. Nevertheless, he wished to test him first, and so he took a stone in his hand and squeezed it together so that water dropped out of it. Do that if you can, said the giant, if you have the strength. Is that all, said the tailor. That is child's play for me. And he put his hand into his pocket, brought out the soft cheese and pressed it until the liquid ran out of it. Indeed, said he. That was a little better, wasn't it? The giant did not know what to say and could not believe the strength of the little man. Then the giant picked up a stone and threw it so high that the eye could scarcely follow it. Now, little mite of a man, do that likewise. Well thrown, said the tailor, but after all the stone came down to earth again. I will throw you one which shall never come back at all. And he put his hand into his pocket, took out the bird and threw it into the air. The bird, delighted to be free, soared upward and flew high in the sky and did not come back. How does that shot please you, comrade? asked the tailor. You can certainly throw, said the giant. But now we will see if you are able to carry anything properly. He took the little tailor to a mighty oak tree which lay there felled on the ground and said, If you are strong enough, help me to carry the tree out of the forest. Readily, answered the little man. Take the trunk on your shoulders and I will raise up the branches and twigs. After all, they are the heaviest. The giant took the trunk on his shoulder, but the tailor seated himself on a branch. And the giant, who could not look round, had to carry away the whole tree and the little tailor into the bargain, who sat there quite merry and happy, whistling a little song, as if carrying the tree was the easiest thing in the world. The giant, after he had dragged the heavy bird and part of the way, could go no further and cried, Listen, you, I shall have to let the tree fall. The tailor sprang nimbly down, seized the tree with both arms, as if he'd been carrying it, and said to the giant, You are such a great fellow, and yet you cannot even carry the tree. They went on together, and as they passed a cherry tree, the giant laid hold of the top of the tree where the ripest fruit was hanging, bent it down, gave it into the tailor's hand, and bade him eat. 
But the little tailor was much too weak to hold the tree, and when the giant let it go, it sprang back again, and the tailor was tossed into the air with it. When he had fallen down again without injury, the giant said, What is this? Have you not strength enough to hold the weak twig? There is no lack of strength, answered the little tailor. Do you think that could be anything to a man who has struck down seven at one blow? I leapt over the tree because the huntsmen are shooting down there in the thicket. Jump as I did if you think you can do it. The giant tried to jump but could not get over the tree and remained hanging in the branches. So once again, the tailor had proved himself to be the stronger of the pair. The giant said, if you are such a valiant fellow, come with me into our cavern and spend the night with us. The little tailor agreed and followed behind the giant. When they went into the cave, other giants were sitting there by the fire and each of them had a roasted sheep in his hand and was eating it. The little tailor looked around and thought, it's much more spacious here than in my workshop. The giant showed him a bed and said he was to lie down in it and sleep. The bed, however, was too big for the little tailor. He did not lie down in it, but crept into a corner. When it was midnight and the giant thought that the little tailor was lying in a sound sleep, he got up, took a great iron bar, cut through the bed with one blow and thought he had finished up the tailor for good. With the earliest dawn, the giants went into the forest and had quite forgotten the little tailor, when all at once he walked up to them quite merrily and boldly. The giants were terrified, they were afraid that he would strike them all dead, and they ran away in a great hurry. The little tailor went onwards. After he had walked for a long time, he came to the courtyard of a royal palace, and as he felt weary, he lay down in the grass and fell asleep. Whilst he lay there, the people came and inspected him on all sides and read on his belt, seven at one stroke. Ah, said they, what is a great warrior like him doing here in the midst of peace? He must be a mighty lord. They went and announced him to the king, saying that if war should break out, he would be a valuable man to have on their side, and on no account should they let him leave. This advice pleased the king and he sent one of his courtiers to the little tailor to offer him military service when he awoke. As soon as the tailor woke up, stretching his limbs and opening his eyes, the courtier made his proposal. The tailor happily agreed to enter the king's service. But the king's soldiers were furious at having to accept the likes of him into their ranks. What is to be the end of this, they said among themselves. If we quarrel with him and he strikes about him, seven of us will fall at every blow. Not one of us can stand against him. They finally decided to go as a body to the king and beg him to dismiss the tailor. We are not prepared, said they, to stay with a man who kills seven at one stroke. The king was sorry that, for the sake of one, he should lose all his faithful servants. He began to wish he had never set eyes on this tailor, but he did not dare dismiss him, for he was afraid the tailor might strike him and all his people dead, and then place himself on the royal throne. The king thought about it for a long time, and finally he sent word to the little tailor, saying he had one request to make of him. In a forest of his country lived two giants who caused great mischief with their robbing, plundering, ravaging and burning, and no one could approach them without putting himself in danger of death. 
if the tailor conquered and killed these two giants, he would give him his only daughter to be his wife and half of his kingdom as a dowry. Likewise, one hundred horsemen should go with him to assist. That would indeed be a fine thing for a man like me, thought the little tailor. One is not offered a beautiful princess and half a kingdom every day of one's life. Oh, yes, he replied. I will soon tame the giants, and I do not require the help of the hundred horsemen to do it. He who can hit seven with one blow has no need to be afraid of two. The little tailor went forth, and the hundred horsemen followed him. When he came to the outskirts of the forest, he said to his followers, Just stay and wait here. I alone will soon finish off these giants. Then he bounded into the forest and looked about right and left, and after a while he noticed both the giants. They lay sleeping under a tree and snored so that the branches waved up and down. The little tailor immediately gathered two bucketfuls of stones, and with these he climbed up the tree. When he was halfway up, he slipped down by a branch until he sat just above the sleepers, and then let one stone after another fall on the chest of one of the giants. For a long time the giant felt nothing, but at last he awoke, pushed his comrade and said, Why are you knocking me? You must be dreaming, said the other. I am not knocking you. They laid themselves down to sleep again, and then the tailor threw a stone down on the second. What is the meaning of this? cried the other. Why are you pelting me? I am not pelting you, answered the first, growling. They argued about it for a while, but as they were weary, they let the matter rest, and they closed their eyes once more. The little tailor began his game again, picked out the biggest stone, and threw it with all his might on the chest of the first giant. That is too bad, cried he, and he sprang up like a madman and pushed his companion against the tree until it shook. The other paid him back in the same way, and they got into such a rage that they tore up trees and wrestled with each other so long that at last they both fell down dead on the ground at the same time, and then the little tailor leapt down. It is a lucky thing, said he, that they did not tear up the tree in which I was sitting, or I should have had to spring on to another like a squirrel. But we tailors are nimble. He drew out his sword and gave each of them a couple of thrusts in the chest. And then he went out to the horseman and said, The work is done. I finished both of them off, but it was hard work. They tore up the trees and their sore need to defend themselves. But all of that is to no avail when a man like myself comes who can kill seven at one blow. But you are not wounded, asked the horseman. You need not concern yourself about that, answered the tailor. They have not bent one hair of mine. At first the horsemen would not believe him, but when they rode into the forest, they found the giants lying lifeless amidst all the torn up trees. But when the tailor demanded his reward from the king, the king replied, Before I give you my daughter and half of my kingdom, you must perform one more heroic deed. In the forest roams a unicorn which does great harm, and I want you it. I fear one unicorn still less than two giants, replied the tailor, and off he went into the forest, taking a rope and an axe. Again he told the king's men not to accompany him any further as he entered into the forest alone. Soon the unicorn appeared. On spotting the tailor, it charged toward him with great force and speed. 
The tailor stood his ground and did not budge until the unicorn was almost upon him. Then he nimbly sprang behind the tree, causing the unicorn to strike his horn so deep into the trunk that he was caught. The tailor wrapped his rope around the unicorn's neck, sawed off its horn with his axe, and led the beast away to the king. But still the king was not satisfied and demanded yet one more task from the tailor. This time he was to catch a wild boar that was rampaging through the forest and causing great havoc. Again the tailor agreed and went off forth with the king's men. Once more he told them to wait for him at the edge of the forest while he went in alone. As soon as the boar spotted the tailor, it ran at him with foaming mouth and sharp tusks. The tailor sprang through an open window into a nearby chapel. The boar followed in the front door after him, but the tailor ran out again, shutting the door behind him and trapping the beast inside. Then he called to the king's men who came and shot the boar and carried the body back to the king. Now that the tailor had completed all that was demanded from him, the king was finally forced to keep his promise. He gave the tailor his daughter and half of his kingdom. And so the tailor was and remained a king to the end of his life. So, do you think the tailor really was brave? Or did he just think he was brave? It might be fun to discuss this question with a friend or someone in your family. There may be some very different answers depending on who you ask. But I think everyone will agree our little tailor was certainly very clever and very smart. Thanks to all of you who have been sending me your pictures. Do keep them coming. Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Stories.